welcome to another episode of the Weekly Wrap Podcast. I'm Sindira Chetty, Digital Editor of FarmersWeekly.co.za and I'm here to tell you what you can expect from the latest issue of our magazine, 27 November. I will also discuss some of the top news from the farming and agribusiness sectors. This week's cover is a striking photo of a jersey calf from the Clayke's Kral jersey stud. Stud manager Arno Skuenwinkel explains how the use of top genetics and agrotechnology drives dairy production profitability at the stud. Clayke's Kral jersey stud forms part of a family-run 3,600-hectare mixed farming operation situated near Swellen Dam in the Western Cape. The stud has established itself as one of the top jersey studs in the country and has a string of SA Stud Book Elite Awards to prove it. Through the years, the family has kept thorough records of each animal. The herd was registered as a stud in 2007. This has enabled them to make better informed breeding decisions by giving them access to more genetic info. The Skuenwinkels use the worldwide size program called Select Sires Inc. It provides genetic suggestions from a broad range of companies. The stud's aim is to breed sires and dams that will produce progeny with improved milk production traits. Skuenwinkel says that agrotechnology has helped improve production efficiencies and animal health within the stud. Next, we move to the Eastern Cape, where commercial grain farmer Sinalizwi Fakadi talks about his passion for helping small-scale and subsistence farmers. Fakadi produces maize, sunflower, sorghum and soybean on the 1,200-hectare farm, Rocky Park. He is a founding member of the Ukanio Farmer Development Initiative, which supports small-scale farmers through mentorship and production inputs. As much as Fakadi is passionate about mentorship, he is in the process of improving his own grain farming operation. Fakadi stresses that conservation practices are key to ensure the sustainability of the business and thus focuses on maintaining soil health, saving water and farming with the environment instead of against it. He says that one of the best decisions he has taken in his career thus far is having an open mind and the willingness to learn from experienced farmers in the area, which has helped him build a solid foundation when it comes to the production systems he uses on the farm. We end off the rainwater focus by discussing how to improve the felt to restore the natural water cycle. Dr. Louis Dupassani advises that damaged felt requires special measures known as radical felt improvement. The first step is to restore the soil's hydrology by breaking the impenetrable topsoil layer to improve water infiltration. There are many technologies available to rehabilitate water erosion, but none will be successful if the cause of the erosion is not dealt with and active erosion is still taking place, says Dupassani. He thus advises that in order to overcome these challenges, a good starting point is to make every drop of rainfall count. Now let's take a look at this week's top news stories. South Africa's blueberry industry has been thrown into turmoil due to serious tensions between producers and Australian plant breeder and exporter United Exports. This became apparent after a 26-ton blueberry shipment of the fruit was seized in the port of Rotterdam in the Netherlands by the EU Customs Authority. United Exports claims that the blueberries had been unlawfully exported since only it has the right to sell this licensed cultivar. 
Since going to print with the story, Farmers Weekly has learned that the shipment has now reportedly been released by United Exports. The Northern Cape and Free State were severely affected by wildfires last month with damages amounting to millions of rands. Speaking during a hybrid plenary sitting of the National Assembly in Parliament, Minister of Agriculture Toko Dediza said that all farmers, regardless of race, size of farms or gender, who have been affected by the recent wildfires will be assisted by government. According to Dediza, the province will also request that the areas affected by the wildfires will be declared in disaster area. And some good news. South African citrus producers may soon be able to expand exports to the U.S. following the lifting of restrictions on ports of entry in that country. But Mountain, director of Mountain Citrus, said the opening of these ports would put South Africa on an equal footing with its competitors in South America. Previously, South African citrus imports were restricted to ports on the northeast coast via Newark in New Jersey, Philadelphia in Pennsylvania and Wilmington in Delaware, with Houston, Texas being added to the mix in around 2014. Also in this issue, don't miss out on the Supplier's Guide section, which contains information about your local agri-services. This is a special tear-out and keep section. Now let's take a look at what's been trending online this week. Minister of Agriculture, Rural Development and Land Reform Toko Dediza recently announced an extension date for the application to lease state agricultural land to 20 November 2020. This announcement did not sit well with some Twitter users as the application process has been frustrating for many. At Giga Seasware tweeted, but the online platform has collapsed. It's very moody. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. CETA is just one of those useless IT government department. At Mokete also said, we would love to apply. The difficulty lies in the non-communication if there is funding to aid us with the leased land. We are in the process of developing our land. Leaving to develop another will be a stretch of non-existent resources on our part. And finally, at Blackfish TT said, did the online system ever work anyways? And trending on farmersweekly.co.za is the news of a two-year-old Belgian racing pigeon named New Kim, which sold for an astonishing record price of 1,6 million euros, about 29,2 million rands, during an online auction. We would love to hear from you, so engage with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, at Farmers Weekly Essay. You can also tag us on your farming photos on Instagram. That's it for this week. Join us again next week when Farmers Weekly editor Danina Rasmus tells you about the top stories from the 4th December issue, which includes articles about a meat master breeder's success in significantly reducing wireworm infestation in his flock. Also in this issue is a story about a land reform farmer that has prospered from the perfect blend of crops and livestock, as well as a story that covers the basics of growing groundnuts on a small scale. Until next week, stay safe and happy farming.